This is Desire Lines. And This is a story about an undercover film made in 1962. The film documented housing discrimination in Madison, Wisconsin. But before it could be shown, the film was suppressed, restricted by the university. No one saw it for almost 60 years. This film is an incredible piece of the historical record. That's Casey Lucini Butcher, a public historian who specializes in housing history. She's the director of UW-Madison's Public History Project. The film was created by Lloyd Barbie, the president of the Wisconsin NAACP, Stuart Honish, a professor in the Bureau of Audiovisual Instruction at UW, and George Allais, a grad student at UW who was Stuart's assistant. In one scene in the film, a black couple walk up to an apartment and speak to the white man sitting outside. We'd like to see the apartment you have for rent, they say. And the man says, nope. Hello. Hey, we'd like to see the apartment you have for Huh? No. He tells them it's spoken for. And when they ask if that's a sure thing, he says, no, it's not for sure. Well, I'll tell you. I'm sorry, but I can't let you have it. Not in this neighborhood. No, it's not for sure. Well, I'll tell you. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, but I can't let you have it. Not in this neighborhood. When they ask him what he means, he says, I guess you know why. Sorry it's that way, but I don't want to have trouble with my neighbors. There's a long pause, and then the couple thanks him for his time and leaves. I guess you know why. Well, I'm sorry it's that way, but I don't want to have trouble with my neighbors. Okay, well. Thank you. This was the early 60s, and many considered Madison to be a progressive northern city. In just a few years, Madison would become known for its protests against the Vietnam War. There were also protests at this time about housing discrimination, and once the film was banned, there were protests about that too. Here's George Allais. Madison's always been a very self-congratulatory community, and, uh, and the, the legend was that there just was no racial discrimination in Madison. No, 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 no. We were too, too liberal, too intellectual, too advanced for anything like that. Uh, and that was really the motivation for this film, to prove in an incontrovertible way that this existed. This is Daphne Barbie Wooten, Lloyd Barbie's daughter. I think people are beginning to get the blinders off. They're not completely woke, but they're, they can't deny it. Let's say it that way. Can't deny it when you actually see the film. A picture tells a thousand words. A picture tells a thousand words. And sometimes it's the only story there is. Casey Lucini Butcher talks about why this undercover footage was so critical at the time. It's hard for me to say how unique it is, but I've talked with other housing historians and there aren't a lot of films like this that exist, um, if many others at all, particularly because of the undercover footage. So one of the issues that we have in housing discrimination during the 60s is in the newspapers, in coverage, it becomes a kind of he said, she said situation where, you know, African-American renters, people who want to buy homes say, you know, I showed up to buy this house or to rent this house. And they said, oh, you know, you can't have it because you're black. Sorry. 
Um, but then the homeowner says, no, 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 no. Someone showed up like just before you got here. So actually it's already rented or, um, you know, sorry, actually, we don't think that you meet the, you know, income requirements that we want you to have. Right. So it's always like African-American people saying we're being discriminated against and white people saying, no, 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 you're just misreading the situation. And as far as power dynamics work, we tend in history and in media to side with these, you know, nice white people who are actually discriminating behind the scenes. And so what this film does is it makes that very plain and very real. George Allais, who was Stuart Hanish's assistant on the film, describes how they made the film using a station wagon, a camera, and a bunch of cardboard boxes. Stuart had a station wagon, a rather old, beat-up Chevy station wagon. And he and I set up the recording equipment in the back there with the, the camera and the recording equipment. And we filled, filled the back of the station wagon with cardboard boxes so that it looked like somebody was moving. And there was a gap for the lens. And we, we sat in the... And uh, whoever was going to be the model who was going to go to the door and be and seek to rent uh, or, or purchase a, a home uh, would drive Stuart's car up to the address and go up and ring the bell, or they would as a group, and we would be in the back of the station wagon filming, surrounded by cardboard boxes. Well, if you don't have anything... I'm sorry, uh, honestly, God, these are very low. Wow, okay. Thanks a lot. We set about making the film. We shot the film. We got a lot of good material. Stuart began editing the film. And it was becoming close to completion. And in the meantime, in the background, unbeknownst to us, or maybe we suspected it, it's hard to remember, uh, they were, the university was getting uneasy about it. They were getting very, very nervous. This is Kat Fond who works at the University Archives at UW as the digital and media archivist. She's the one who first tracked down the film a couple years ago. A filmmaker had contacted the archive saying, I heard about this film, I'm making this other film, I'm interested in seeing and accessing the footage. And so, you know, I looked into it and it, it, it said like all over the boxes of the, with the film cans and it, it says restricted, restricted, restricted. So I just started digging into it a little more, just started learning about the whole story about what happened in 1960s and looked up the, you know, what the Board of Regents had said about it, which is basically, you know, we don't agree with the methods that the filmmakers took, so we're putting it into the archives and no one can access it, was basically what I, the, you know, the short version of why it was restricted. When the film was suppressed, Stuart and George resigned from their positions at UW in protest. They went on to create a production company. Lloyd Barbie went on to become a Wisconsin state legislator. But the film went dark. It was tucked away and restricted in the UW archives, and no one saw it for almost 60 years. More on that next week. For WORT News, this is Carrie Ann Welsh. <laughs>